Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is evangelist Justin Cooper coming to today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. We'll continue our study in Genesis 19 today, and we'll probably have two more, this one and maybe one more. And we will get through Genesis 19 on to chapter 20 soon. If you have missed any of our Bible studies, they are all waiting for you on our podcast. Our podcast is on striving, uh, sorry, on Spotify, an Apple podcast entitled Striving for Revival. And you can Google search Striving for Revival podcast and it'll pop up there right at the top. Also, we're on Facebook. We have a Striving for Revival page on Facebook and you can go there and find it as well. And also, I think you can just uh, search different places online, and there are different online radio networks that we are a part of, and all of those are available for you. And I tell you, any kind of avenue we have that we can get this podcast out, this this broadcast to you, we're going to try to do that. And uh, we get uh, messages quite often from other countries and, of course, across our own country, and it's humbling and exciting. In fact, I was preaching this week uh, in a church and some folks came up to me and uh, they are visiting our country from an Asian country and they said we listen to your podcast and I said hallelujah that's a blessing and uh, so they are over there uh, where they live and I'm here uh, in Cowpen, South Carolina in our immediate room at Mountain View Baptist Church and uh, it's amazing isn't it the avenues Jesus said that he said you know greater works he said you're going to do greater works greater works than these and uh, you know I would never say that we're doing Uh, greater works than our Lord. But I think that's beyond our comprehension, isn't it? That we could stand in this radio studio speaking to this microphone and however it happens uh, it happens but they can take this and they edit it and then put it out there in the world we don't even have to leave if we don't want to the comfort of our own home or our own office at church and we can get this out to the world from right here what an amazing thing that is and we praise God for that and what a humbling thing and what an honor it is to handle the word of God and to uh, join with you as we study it together In Genesis 19, judgment has now happened. God has rained down fire and brimstone out of heaven upon Sodom and Gomorrah. And the reason for that is not alcohol. It is not, uh, uh, it is not dope. It is not even abortion. The reason for this fire falling on these places is homosexuality. May we never forget that God does not change. God does not change with an election cycle. God does not care about the trend. God is not impressed with the local school board meeting and their their outcome of their vote, and he doesn't care. God stands where he has stood, and so should the church, by the way. And God help us. I was somewhere the other day, and they said, well, yeah, that church down there has got a lady minister. And I said, well, that's uh, that's an oddity. A woman preacher is about like a man birthed and a baby. It's a weird thing and can't even happen. Uh, it's as odd to God as that. Uh, but not only that, said, that woman minister got a wife. And I said, well, you know what? Uh, hell will be too hot. A millstone will be too nice for somebody like that. And what what a mockery. You talk about the abomination of desolation we, we're going to see during the tribulation period. And that's an abomination right there. 
Say amen. It'll help you. And God's against it. And by the way, just so you know, I'm, I'm a little bit against it myself. And you ought to stand against it too. And God help us. By the way, you can have, you can have a sweet spirit and a strong stand. And they ought to be uh, paired together. I had a preacher tell me one time, in fact, I'm going to turn back here in the front of my Bible because I wrote it down and I love it. He said, you'll have to decide whether you're going to please men and hurt people or please God and help people. And my, 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 I want to please God. And if we'll preach the truth, the truth is what sets people free. And boy, people are in bondage today, aren't they? They're in bondage to drugs, in bondage to alcohol, in bondage to money, in bondage to man, in bondage to fear, in bondage to lust. And I tell you what will set them free. The key that opens the cell is the Word of God. Truth, and we find it here in the Scripture. Now, we're going to pick up our reading in verse number 26. Now, judgment has happened, I said. Fire has fallen. God has graciously allowed Lot, his wife, and daughters to escape judgment. The angels have taken them and drugged them from the city. They have made their way toward this little city of Zoar where they can find refuge and be preserved. And verse number 26 is such a strange, unthinkable, I mean, just a horrible testimony of a verse when it comes to Lot's wife. In fact, Christ will quote this in the New Testament as a warning to those who are listening to him. And here's what the Bible says. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Lot had made the decision to take his family to Sodom. Lot had made the decision to look that direction, to live that way, and to make their home there. It was Lot and his decision but his decision affects his family. And we can tell from this verse that Lot putting his family in that atmosphere birthed in them an affection for that which should have been an abomination. Lot's wife apparently had become so attached to her life in Sodom that she could not bear to not take another look. It was still drawing her. It was still enticing. It was still alluring her. And Lot's wife, hearing the destruction, the booms, the bang, the smell of the burning behind her, she looks back on that which she loved. And the Bible said when she looked back, she became a pillar of salt. I have heard, I don't know how many sermons on that, and I've heard preachers preach on that, and rightfully so that uh, you better be careful about looking back. You've been saved out of being a drunk, don't look back at it. You've been saved out of liquor, you've been saved out of pot, don't look back. You've been saved out of uh, gambling, don't look back. You've been saved out of uh, adultery, run around, don't you look back. You've been saved out of whatever it is, don't look back at the world. Don't go back to the old lifestyle. Don't you turn your face back toward what God just pulled you out of. But there's a phrase here that God used to challenge me. And the Bible says this. His wife looked back, but here's the phrase, from, see it, look at your Bible, from behind him. Wait a minute. Lot is leading his family out of Sodom. And as Lot goes, it's almost as if Lot is so far out in front that his family is falling behind and she turns around and looks back, and Lot's not even aware of it because Lot is not with her. Lot is ahead, but not beside. She is behind him. 
that convicted me because you know what? If you and I aren't careful, we can run after God and we'll just make this application, which is a good thing. We're chasing after God. We're chasing after righteousness. We're following his word. We're trying to do his will. And we get so zealous chasing after God that our family falls behind. And I can't help to think, what if Lot would have been by her side? What if he would have been hand in hand? What if he would have linked arms? What if he was there with his arm around her waist and kind of walking her forward and could talk to her and say, now listen, honey, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have ever taken us here. And God's been good in our life and God's leading us out. And what if he'd have been there with her? But she was left behind just a step maybe, but enough to think for herself a minute and look back. And the Bible said she turned into a pillar of salt. I want to challenge you zealous individuals out there. I would never want to discourage your zeal. But I would also never want your zeal to become the destroyer of your family. Do not outrun and leave behind your loved ones. If you're married, you take your spouse with you. And if you're a father, a mother, you lead your children with you. Don't you go out there chasing after a good thing and allow that good thing to become the destruction of your home because you had zeal without wisdom enough to lead, not just lead ahead, but lead along your family. My, that's a convicting thought. And that's a challenge to me. And one thing about serving God is God blesses us and lets us serve with our families and God help us to do it together. We do everything else together as a family. We had to live for God together too. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.